So hello and welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I had Oshin Mulligan on for a cracking conversation. Oshin is a man who has been basically blown up on social media over the last while, going from naught to almost half a million followers, and putting out cracking advice in regards to overall fat loss advice, sustainable fat loss advice, and sustainable weight loss advice. In this episode, we chatted about Oshin's past in regards to him starting the gym from the place he was with a little bit of struggles with body image, struggles with starting the overall gym and how it benefited his life. We chatted about Oshin going to therapy, how it, the benefits he got from therapy, and we also chatted about the importance of improving your overall relationship with food when it comes to getting a long-term sustainable result, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Oshi Mulligan, welcome to the podcast. How that's, are we getting on? That's the story, Evan. Thanks for having me on. No bother at all. Thanks a million. How many po- have you done a podcast yet? I actually don't know if you I have, have or not. Oh, I did them years ago. Like this is my first one since kind of blown up, which is a bit crazy. I think. How is everything oh. since you blew up? Like because it was only realistically four weeks ago, I suppose, where you were sitting around five thousand. I remember I could just see it was just the same kind of trend as everyone else. You'd see like maybe pop starting slowly, increasing, increasing. Yeah. I, I I think I messaged you go. There's a blow coming here, yeah. so there is. It's been crazy. It's so overwhelming. Like, I think mm. it's something I'm still coming to terms with. Like, that just what has happened. It doesn't feel real almost. Mm. And that thing of like, everyone, when my page was blown up, everyone was messaging me like, I'm checking your page every 10 minutes and there's like another 5,000 followers there. And I was doing the exact, I think I got addicted to my phone for like three or four days yeah. of just constantly refreshing and be like, this is actually happening. But I think part of it as well is like, there has been no aha, I'm done moment. Like, I always expected that to happen to be like, no. once I hit a certain amount of followers that I'm finished, I don't have to post yeah. another video yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. That makes it sound like I don't like making videos. I love it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't. Mm. But I thought there'd be, oh, I've completed this. But it doesn't come. It doesn't happen at all. <laughs> no. And like, I think when you, if you were, let's say, in a position, probably going back, even if it's, let's say two months ago, for example, like if someone told you you'd be in the position you're now, you would have been like, you're absolutely <laughs> melted in the brain. Like, you know what I mean? That, But like, it, it, it's, I think whenever you have something, it's, you're wanting to keep it progressing because I, it, like it's it's just going backwards in, in my in my eyes. Yeah. Is that way you kind of feel? Yeah, and I think like <clears throat> because like from five thousand followers to five hundred thousand followers now, I am not any different. And I think people mm. actually think that oh, I all of a sudden have a heap of money. I'm all of a sudden mm. really successful or whatever. I'm still learning. I'm still doing stuff. So 100%. it's like you haven't I haven't really done a huge amount. It's just that obviously there's more people who have eyes on my content and stuff, and having more eyes on it saying has definitely pushed me on to do better with my content so that I can keep reaching more people and it's. Do you know what it has? It's actually instilled a self-belief that the message I was putting out there was good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that that's kind of what pushes you on and, and gives you more like to, to keep going. Definitely, because it's hard. Like, let's say if you were firing out videos and stuff, and if it's 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 easy to get into the trap that is, am I just putting out absolute rubbish? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to start thinking that, but when you're seeing that volume of people, it obviously gives it obviously gives you that, as you said, belief nearly to to keep pushing on. Like for you, how have you noticed like? Uh, like has Anthony changed as in like how would you notice that people would be perceive you and stuff now like you know what I mean like what (laughs) I could go in depth in this conversation Uh, yeah it's it's a bit mad right so I remember when I first started making videos uh, I think I started back in college and there was even people in my college year that would have been taking the piss out of me for putting yeah. videos online like mm. and even people that would have been doing personal training outside and obviously I hadn't finished my college course they're like why are you doing that you've no qualifications whatever always mm. looking down at me those same people are now messaging me asking me how I did it those same people are like <clears throat> coming up to me in the gym and asking me oh what's going on like how did you do that or even actually around my local town which is mad people are like you have your ball followers yeah I, I just, heard, I, oh it's I crazy it's, awesome. oh. Wrong with that. <laughs> it's mad when I heard them stories going around I was like I, like you connect let it affect you in a negative way but I was just kind of like Take you it. know I work so hard like and then people don't see that side of things as well because they're obviously 30 seconds videos everything so it's just 30 second videos your man's putting up sure they're easy to do man them videos take two hours to record if not even yeah. longer and you're exhausted doing them because you've put so much energy into it but I see it as like my hard work eventually coming and <clears throat> the reaction to it is a bit crazy like it's so hard to deal with I think in, in ways yeah like you could take as you said you could take that as a serious negative like a person being like have you bought followers or whatever yeah. but I look at that as a compliment because like you know that like yeah. any lug that can look at <laughs> Instagram can realize that you didn't obviously like you know what I mean yeah and <laughs> one thing that is annoying is look 
like it wasn't luck like I know no. I've been posting for two years and, and this is actually where a lot of personal trainers and stuff will give up and, and say people who are posting content online is within the, the first year where you're getting no traction I think I had 500 followers after a whole year of posting videos like I could have posted over 100 videos throughout the whole year mm. and only ended up with maybe 500 if I give up then imagine I wouldn't be where I am now so keep pushing through that feeling of not getting the reward for it and <clears throat> I just loved making content I loved trying to help people and mm. I think that's kind of what pushed me on I think I missed your question <laughs> they actually asked yeah no but like what, more so kind of what I was saying was like uh, let's so as you said you were kind of pushing through a point where you weren't getting much out of it but you were you were you were loving it like yeah. you know what I mean you were getting obviously you were getting messages and stuff from people that was getting a benefit from your content so that yeah. was a push on push as well on, like, wasn't yeah. it yeah for sure and I think like when I'm say taking clients on and stuff and they're like oh look I really enjoyed your videos you've really helped me with your videos I just mm. want a little bit more help I'm like geez my videos are actually really helping people here and I'm pushing that out and even <clears throat> under my content now like the amount of comments of people just saying she's Ocean you're really helping me out here even with just a 30 second video it makes it so worth it like yeah and like I think there's just one thing that you even kind of touched on a second ago was you'd have one person let's say going back in the day people would be like uh Oh, like wouldn't would be nearly slagging you off for I suppose videos and yeah. stuff but then there'd be the same people then that turn to you when let's say you maybe have succeeded in one part of it like you know what I mean that's yeah. that's nearly annoying in a way isn't it like yeah that. it's hard to deal with like it's really hard to deal with because now I almost have to like second guess like I love helping everyone I think that's probably one of my biggest downfalls as well as I find yeah. it hard not to mm-hmm. and like people that would have say and it's not the whole grudges or anything like I suppose you have to let that sort of stuff go as well and if people come to you for help like alright I'll try it out but it's, it's kind of like ah oh, man you were talking down on me there when I first started out that's when it's the mm-hmm. hardest and people were talking down and I could have easily given up and not gotten what I've kind of chased after for, for the last two years which is mad like and I think one thing as well everyone wants to connect everyone wants to connect with the person all of a sudden I think that's yeah. a, I hate that to be honest yeah, and I, I would have noticed that myself like mm-hmm. because even like big names who let's say I would have kind of looked up to let's say growing up but when I maybe was just starting off or whatever and who I would have learned a lot of but a lot of them people don't even you're you're yeah. a, you're a piece of grass on the, on the or you're a piece of shit on the floor like but then all of a sudden you gain a following it's like how are you yeah, like yeah, you know what exactly I mean? it's mad like and it's not like <clears throat> if if someone that have Ben Carpenter for example is brilliant a brilliant love example message me about my content I was like I really love the he? message you're putting out there yeah Stop. unbelievable I was like this guy I've watched videos in since I was in in uh, college there and I used to watch his videos and I loved all his stuff and I met him at IFS as well and mm. I was talking to him but there's other creators out there who would message me for business purposes and not even message me about my content saying oh you're, the message you're putting out there is brilliant don't touch on any of that it's just like Oh, you're doing great, but then leads you in to try and get to promote something for them or try and sell something for them. Ah, it's, it's it's hard, and it, you have to like it takes energy to read between the lines sometimes. Like, oh, hundred percent, because you're on a high, and if you were respecting the person all the way up, like you're like, this yeah, class, like, yeah. But then you mad. have to sometimes it's assessing it, isn't it? Yeah, and I think like <clears throat> one thing that massively changed things for me, and I I, I always struggle to believe in myself. One thing that I've massively struggled with for ages is the self belief. Mm. One the following has kind of helped with that because I'm like, Do you know what, the message I'm putting out there is good, and people are associating it, but. Uh, before my account blew up, what stopped me from giving up was I went to IFS, which is like an event for personal trainers. Yeah. And I seen all the top people in the industry and I was like, these are normal people. Yeah. I met you. You had 150,000 followers mm. back then and I had maybe three. Yeah. And I remember, and I was chatting to you on Instagram. You used to message me the whole time and I respect you so much for that as well. Like mm. helped me out with different things and that sort of stuff. But I remember seeing you was like, geez, this fella's normal. He's just like me and I can do it. Like, I think I said that to you when I was there. You used to keep, you were like, I, I was drunk at IMS. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so because we were, we were just having the crack like because we were on a holiday. Like, so I remember you kept saying like, geez, you were like, the vibe I got was you used to nearly think that anyone who maybe had a like following is just like it's just it's, yeah, it's like, just numbers it, like. yeah it's just numbers you know what I mean obviously there, it's obviously people like but yeah. I think you were nearly thinking that people were nearly different in extent were you yeah like, I always you know, thought everyone was better than me I found I, that it was so hard to put I got that vibe too, to be honest like, with you yeah yeah and like, do you know what it was? I was actually almost like a fan of you and a fan of <laughs> Sean. It's so strange to yeah, say. Like, and Sean was at my house the other day, and I was kind of like, "What? This what's is ha- like yeah, I'm yeah. In, a, in a dream stay here. Like, what's going on?" And it's just that thing that I really struggle to believe in myself with all that and with the messages and stuff that I always saw all of you is above me rather than do you know what my message is quite good here too, and, and people need to listen to me. And that actually impacted my content for a long time because mm. I wouldn't put out messages I thought were right because I was like, "Oh, that's not good enough." Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's something I think not good enough is something I've always told myself, which is quite hard. And that's changing the uh, last six months. I think I actually agree. Right. So when I was, I suppose, in let's say, while we're talking now, I suppose a year a year and a bit ago, let's say last November, December, let's say when I was doing my kind of in person uh, in person one to one, things were going well. Like, you know what I mean? I was full up yeah. in person, but I I'd know like I'd know 
social media like maybe like 800 people I think were, were might have been following yeah. me at the time or whatever and like I wasn't putting any, posting any content that was just like all local people at home Um, but then I let's say when I was kind of nearly chatting to Sean again it was getting the realisation <laughs> that like they're just they're just a normal yeah. person you know what I mean and I think <clears throat> you know, if I didn't kind of reach out to someone like Sean let's say in a position where I nearly wanted to be in to an extent you're, you're just holding yourself back but again it's the what's in your head what you're telling yourself in your head I used yeah. to think that right there's something must be different about that other person flying up there or have been so successful but like it's it's just what you're nearly telling yourself all that's, the time your head is mad that's exactly it but you know what part of that is as well and something I definitely want to change <clears throat> if you've ever gone and seen a speaker or anyone like they always talk down to everyone they're always like they're a level above everyone I'm, yeah. I'm kind of sick of that I'm like I, I'm not any different to any other person listening to this podcast I'm the exact same yeah literally I've just put my energy into something for a long period of time and it's kind of paid off and like hard work has kind of helped with that side of things. So it's not hard work that anyone else can put in. And, and sometimes I'm still lazy. Sometimes my nutrition Fact. isn't great. Sometimes like, sometimes my work isn't great. Everyone goes through that. But I think because we are stuck in a place where we only see the best side of people, yeah. that you can feel like that you're less of a person. Mm. When I think not right now, my, my message is spread like, we're all it's like we're yeah, all we're right. all yeah yeah we're all normal and like it's because I believe for so long that people weren't normal because I was watching all these motivational speakers say you have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning I'm so much better than you I get in the nice bath like good on you good job yeah like, fair play yeah but you're not really like I'd say there's still times there where you're scrolling on your phone too there's still times where you're eating a cheeseburger you're just not showing it and that's a part I want to remove and I think that could be part of the reason why my social media is blown up because I'm relating to regular people when some personal trainers would feel like that they're a level above mm. and, and that relation there is kind of gone and you do that brilliantly in your content as well of like relating to people of like even talking about when you were a jockey and like what the stupid things you used to do because mm. you got caught up in the stupid diet industry yeah, as well yeah. like and that makes other people that have fallen for them same traps feel normal and feel like they can associate and I think that's good and I think Everyone, we're, we're all apes as well. What I can say, like no, exactly. And I think social media is. I'd often get a thing on, like I like I don't think even on my stories that that it's probably one thing I'm not great at is showing like nearly behind the scenes, like because I just I don't be thinking because I'm just yeah, like, be yeah. flat out doing everything else. You know what I mean? Mm. So oftentimes I don't think, but people would often say how we all is happy or whatever. But like you're getting such a snippet <laughs> yes. of a person's yeah. life. Like the whole crack, like the whole, I suppose, five o'clock in the morning thing, the ice bath <laughs> thing, that's getting extremely common. And that's a hundred percent for if a person exactly. dies or whatever. But what I think what people fail to realize is there's no way that each person is just so perfect like that. There's, there's no way. Yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm adamant it of that. It doesn't exist. Perfection does not exist. Yeah. Everyone has their, their flaws here and there. And I think it makes people feel a little bit normal as well. To yeah. Be like, sure. Heck it, I do eat chocolate, I do eat sweets, I do this this every so often. And look, I am working to be a better person at the same time. So that's important. That's what matters, like, rather than beating yourself. Like, it's it's actually harder to try and improve yourself if you're always talking down to yourself. Mm. Always harder, so much harder. And I think that's what I struggled with for so long. And once I came to that moment of realization by seeing people I always looked up to and feeling like I'm the same as them, I started feeling okay and feeling like I can actually work on stuff that I'm not as good at because I had that kind of feeling of, I'm, you know, I'm normal, I'm the same as these yeah. guys. I often think that... There's there's the kind of middle ground, as in a lot of people would be like, just you're you're perfect the way you are. You don't need to yeah, change a yeah, thing. You no, can yeah. eat, stay, and that stay doing this. But like that's not helpful to anyone at all. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. But instead, it's more of a like a helping and guiding a person along to reach a goal they want to want to reach, or yeah. that deep down they do want to reach. Like if a person isn't happy in their current state, like yeah. It, and people people misconstrue my message sometimes. It's actually probably where I get the most hate of people thinking that I'm saying it's okay to be, mm -hmm. let's say, fat, for example, which is the video I made on fat shaming recently. People are saying, you're saying it's okay to be fat. You're saying it's okay to be overweight. You're saying it's okay to be obese mm -hmm. and have all these negative. I'm not. I'm saying people struggle with their weight. Don't go around calling them fat because that's only going to make things worse. Please empathize with them and help them from that state where you can understand their situation. Like it's extremely difficult. And I think like with my coaching, it's easier for me to do that because I've been in a position where I was heavily overweight. I was bullied for it. And that's where my mm -hmm. empathetic side comes from. Because if my brother came into my room, which is the person who helped me start my journey, and he said, Ushin, you're fat, I would have stayed in my room. I actually probably wouldn't have made it to the age that I'm not, I am now if he was saying that to me all the time. Mm -hmm. The difference is that he didn't. He came into the room and he was like, Ushin, look, you're in this position now. In a couple of years' time, if you continue down the path what you're currently doing, it's probably not going to be too well for you. You're going to find it really hard to move around. You're going to find it really hard to exercise. And like, I think you should try and help. I'll try and help you work on yourself and I'll, I'll try and help you go to the gym and help you with a couple of things. Because he showed me that empathy of understanding my position that I was in, understanding I was finding things hard and brought me to the gym and guided me along. It made a massive, massive difference. And I feel like if he approached that in a different way, I wouldn't be where I am now. And that's how I approach my coaching. And and my message is that I, I don't tell people to stay the same. I, 
always try better yourself in some, some regard but it's easier done when you accept yourself as well I agree like couldn't agree more to be totally honest yeah. because a person I what the, the way I'd approach coaching as well is that you're not you're you're, you're trying to I, I try and make sure that the person knows that I understand their overall situation mm. you know what I mean and as you said there it's about like guiding a person rather yeah. than saying do this like you know what I mean because yeah. that's not helpful to anyone and as you said you'd probably turn your turn your head up to him like that or yeah. turn your head down to him whatever <laughs> fucking zen you know what I mean if 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 let's say you, when, when you were in that position back yeah. in the day and I think this is where the whole body positivity movement gets it completely wrong there's a yeah. certain some things that I do agree with in regards to body positivity accepting yourself let's say loving yourself yeah. for that but there comes a time like if a person is if their health is taking a big impact and let's say they actually aren't happy that's not helpful to tell a person like to it's okay you don't yeah. have to do anything or that you're it's, fatphobic for wanting to change yeah, yeah. Fat, th this is the thing I often hear like that my friend says to me that oh you're maybe be more aware around your let's say nutrition choices in a restaurant yeah. you're maybe tracking your food you're so obsessed that's that's it's not, not helpful, that's like. not on like by any means at all and then but then if a person if it was the other way around then it's completely wrong altogether then you know what I mean and yeah. I think people need to understand that some people want to change some people want to stay the same and it's about just understanding each person's situation yeah. and I think it's detrimental both ways and see with body pos positivity as well part of that issue right now is that the people that are arguing against body pos positivity do it in the wrong way yeah if they fact. were actually smarter we could actually probably come to a mutual middle ground. yeah a middle ground for everyone but right now what it is is the body positivity crew which I would actually probably associate myself more with because mm -hmm. I don't really like the other people that come against it and say you're fat and yep. the fat is going to kill you if someone is happy to be overweight okay that's fine fact. that's their life let them worry about that side of things they probably know themselves they don't need to be told like that that's unhealthy they mm -hmm. probably know and if you're calling them fat you're going to make it harder for them to make a change and you're actually going to push them more to the body, body positivity side of being like do you know what fuck that everyone always talks down to my body and like I can't make a change and this is me this is who I am it's not fat is uh, the one brilliant thing I actually seen is like fat is a tissue yeah, it's not body. yeah it's not a person like and I think by arguing against the pos body positivity, you're only creating more problems. So mm -hmm. like, realistically, it does let them off, leave them. It doesn't matter. It's like, everyone has opinions. Everyone has different things. Like, people, people will find a way and, and people will truly understand that like, look, if I am really heavily overweight, I probably need to change something because mm -hmm. eventually I'm not going to be able to walk. Yeah, eventually yeah. I'm not going to be able to go to gym. Eventually I'm going to have a heart condition or loads of other, say, um, all-cause mortality linked to obesity and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one. Like, it's very hard to find that middle ground. But I just think not arguing against it is a good start. Like, uh, absolutely. Like, and the, they're the, the 100% is a middle ground. First, the, the first middle ground is nearly mind your own business. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's probably the first <laughs> one. And, but you see, they're, the both sides are so, so extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's, it's, it's hatred towards one another then as well, which is the, the worst part of it. But I'd like to think, like, the way we come across, I'd like to think that it's, it is in the, it is a middle yeah. ground. And if you're wanting to change, change if you want to stay the same that's that's your choice as yeah. you said deep down people know whether they should change yeah. or whether they shouldn't and that's a fact of the matter isn't it yeah and I think part of the reason that the body pos the, the the high parts of the body positivity group say that oh I'm healthy at this way I don't want to change or this like because they're being attacked for it like because mm. then they just have to like they're literally being thrown abuse for being overweight and stuff they just have to accept it they have to be like right well he's calling me all his name so I'm going to go against him and attack him and I'm fine like this yeah but like if we just found a middle ground I'm, I'm sure those people probably know that look it'd be probably a good thing too and, it, and body positivity is helpful in a way that it stops people getting obsessed over their body image to a certain yeah. extent because then that can lead to more weight gain and like when you're always talking down on yourself and always harsh on your body and stuff People who, who ha are heavily overweight generally turn to food to cope with that. Mm -hmm. So if you're consistently talking down to yourself and other people are talking down to you, you're only going to turn to food more and put on more weight. And then like you're going to get to a certain point where you're really, really heavy and it's really hard to lose. And like, yeah, so I think I think it's finding the middle ground there. And I, I don't know the answer to that either. Like, I think it's just, it's a bit mad. I mind my, mind my own business. I have my own opinions exactly. on that sort of stuff. And if people kept doing the exact same thing, the world would probably be a better, better place because of it. Like 100%. And as you said, like, it's, it's a cycle. So a person... I think what a lot of personal trainers fail to understand is food, and you obviously said this a lot, food is not just fuel. Yeah, that does my head in. <laughs> food <laughs> is what people turn to for so many different Everything things. Like Socializing, emotion, happy emotion, sad emotion, stress emotion, like literally yeah. every emotion, right? So if someone is being told, is, is having this kind of hatred being put on them that you need to lose some weight, a person then will likely turn to food this, again, everyone's going to be different. Everyone responds different. But oftentimes, a person will turn to food as a, 
as a as a coping mechanism. Yeah. From there, then they'll get into a worse position. They'll likely restrict, and they'll go back again. And it's just a horrible, horrible, vicious cycle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's where the the the, the detrimental part of it is, in my opinion. Yeah, and one hundred percent. And I there's actually one story that I have from a girl that I worked with a while ago now, um, and it really opened my eyes to food is a lot more than just fuel, and food is a lot more than just weight loss, weight gain. So it was her birthday, I think, and her family had all ordered a takeaway. And she was obviously on a calorie deficit. Maybe she wanted to lose a little bit of weight, which is perfectly fine. And uh, she said to me, she's like, I'm not going down sitting at the table with my family having the pizza because I'll only feel tempted to, on her own birthday, I think mm. it was. And she was like, I'll only feel tempted to have the pizza and stuff. So I'm going to I'm gonna sit in my room. I'm just going to stick to my calorie deficit, eat my usual food and have yeah. that. So she removed herself from that situation. And I thought to myself, this really opened my eyes with coaching of, of how much food plays a role in everything imagine one of her family members did not make it to her next birthday mm. and she sat in a room eating food rather than going and socializing and eating pizza because it's not just a pizza there like okay if pizza's a food you have the crack you have a it's laugh around it's everything like yeah and, and people remove themselves from those situations because they feel like it betters their health okay to a certain extent obviously looking after your health with your nutrition is important but there's certain instances where that's not going to benefit your health mm -hmm. like your mental health also plays a massive role and if you're removing yourself from those situations you're removing the whole social aspect of your life which isn't important either and like your dieting doesn't have to be that extreme. Like, you can still enjoy yourself. Thing. like, But because it's pushed a narrative that has to be so extreme that people take that on board. And like, especially when people get a coach, I'm always, some, some, my clients always think I'm mad. Sometimes I'm like, go and enjoy yourself. Like get rid of the app there for the day and just enjoy yeah. yourself. And they're like, no, I'm going to ruin all the progress. Like that's why I paid you for, I really want to make a progress. I'm like, okay, I understand that. But sometimes there's more important things. And this is something that we can learn from too, because we don't have to just learn or oh, lose weight. We can learn, okay, how can we deal with food in these situations? How can I actually not feel guilty after having these certain foods? And how can I remove the guilt around it the next couple of days? So there's learning in everything, um, which, which is a mad thing. I even actually another thing that, that I treat my clients there recently is I got them to fill out a form at the end of the 12 weeks. And I was like, look, let me know how you got on. Let me know how you did. And what's one thing that you wish you did better? What's one thing you wish that didn't happen throughout the 12 weeks and loading put down oh, I went over my calories this day or I did this or I did that and I was like okay you didn't do everything perfect and look at where you are now this you, everything doesn't have to be perfect like you do not have to be nailing everything my nutrition isn't perfect I'm probably deficient in vitamin D there yesterday and, yeah, yeah. and you're never going to nail it you're never yeah. going to get 100% and some days I get lower protein than I probably should but again I'm working towards it but it's just that thing of like everything doesn't have to be perfect and with your nutrition side of things there is more than just physical health in there as well because it's connections and everything you see, because it's oftentimes it's your actual mental health that's going to have a knock on to your physical health. And you see, if you're what people kind of fail to understand in that present time, let's say that person who avoided, let's say the pizza and went yeah. to a room and ate another another meal, what that is actually doing is probably going to have more of a knock on effect on our mental health, but also our physical health, because that restriction often and this is backed up, like oftentimes yeah. it leads to overeating and binge eating. And that's where the cycle occurs. Yeah. Whereas if people, anyone who has a good relationship with food, doesn't think about avoiding them situations because they're get you get to a point, in my opinion, when you have a good relationship with food, that a lot of that stuff doesn't take thinking. You just go and do it. You're yeah. more in tune with your body in that. Whereas the person who doesn't have a good relationship with food, they're they're overthinking it all. And it ends up being just a cycle of restrict, yeah. binge, restrict, binge. And that's where the main issue is. Like we have to think of us as well, like, right? I always try and say this. That at the start, when a person's maybe trying to improve the relationship with food, maybe trying to just start understanding things a bit more, maybe trying to start in, increase their step count. At the start, it's so it it involves so much cognitive yeah, function yeah. and that you know what I mean. But as time goes on, it becomes that little bit more subconscious to a person. You know what I mean, and yeah. that's where a person with a good relationship with food wants to get to, isn't that? Yeah, it's like driving a car. Like I think I've seen a good analogy on that. Like the first time you get in a car, you're like, holy shit, I've moved this gear stick here, and I have to press mm. the clutch down, and then eventually it all just becomes you just do it you don't think about exactly. it yeah, exactly yeah. and it takes that healing that relationship with food from so many like previous diets that they might have done like that's probably one of the first questions I ask people is like what diets have you done Fact. recently and it's a question that even people listening to this can ask them all of those have 100% impacted your relationship with food and for a lot of people in a negative way and I think that that's what a lot of us Irish personal trainers that have come up recently are all tackling which I'm absolutely delighted for yeah, as well yeah. and I think like out of all the countries I think we have made the most progressions on that side of things of trying too, yeah. to improve relationship with food and like how good of a job we're all doing. I think I, I think that's massive and I'm so delighted to be part of that movement as well. And I hope to keep pushing it in that direction as well and, and tackling that the hard subjects that no one really wants to do because mm -hmm. personal trainers are so used to just handing out meal plans for a sandy. Like take a two minutes right up, just copy yeah. paste the last person, send it across. Like that's not what we do. People think it's just handing out meal plan, hand training program. That's what your online coaching is. No, that's what online coaching used to be. Not yeah. since all of us have kind of come in here and, and changed the way that things are being done and looking at people's relationship with food, looking at more than just health, 
the the whole not even mental health because again we're not qualified in that side no, of things no. but trying to help people understand Just the overall yeah. mindset and, the support I think more yeah than yeah me. exactly and, and like you'd often you probably have the same thing people message you just like can I get a meal plan or can I get a training program Always. they don't work like yeah and if I wanted to make money I could sell a heap of them one hundred percent I could sell a heap of them oh, you can get bomb. your you can get your workout plans on free online for free you can get your uh, meal plans for free online just look them up one hundred percent yeah exactly. But that's not what the service the service that we're given is so much different to what they used to give. They used to scam you ages ago. If you go up bought a trend book, I did when I was younger. And now I think, oh, Jesus, I could have just looked that up online and got it. What we provide is that support and that understanding around relationship with food and helping people through maybe previous experiences with dieting and stuff. I think that that's massive. The, the difference is that us Irish, it's not, even to a certain extent, like lots of other personal trainers as well, but I just, maybe it's because the bubble that I'm in, I've just noticed all the, the Irish Yeah, no, trainers, I think but, it's becoming more clear though, even to the wider audience. Yeah. Like I saw, uh, it's it just, as you said, it's the overall support and it's it's the overall lifestyle that, that needs to be looked at because like, the, I often say my check-ins like a small part of it is overall nutrition it's, yeah. it's the overall mindset with the people that I'm working with not by Jesus don't no one get me wrong here I'm not saying that I'm a mindset person but it, <laughs> not mindset but the more overall support coach. And then you're, yeah Jesus Christ <laughs> I hate and some people say that like, but it's more so just that overall support system and just the the getting people to question why they're believing X, Y, and Z because them beliefs are the thing that has got the person into the physical shape that they're in now. And that's a fact of the matter. Exactly, and it's yeah. way bigger than people think. Like, it's way bigger. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's massive. I actually often think of us like someone on their shoulder because actually yeah, yeah. When, when I go to therapy, it's the same thing, right? I always think of my therapist as someone on my shoulder and just asking me little questions, referring things back to me. And I think that's the same thing as us as coaches. Like someone's going to eat a piece of food, they're like, oh, I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know if this, I, I'm panicking. I don't think I'm going to put a little yeah. bit. And they're just like nearly referring to heaven and shoulder. What would heaven say to me? Heaven said, it's a bar of chocolate. It's, there's positives to it as well. It's probably going to fuel me for my workout. Okay. Right. I don't have to feel bad about that then. then. And eventually that becomes, you're not on their shoulder, it becomes them. Yeah. That's when it becomes the subconscious, I think. That's what I mean. They're not overthinking this stupid bar of chocolate, yeah. which yeah. in turn can lead to 22 bars of chocolate. You because I, I mean? don't enjoy it then either. Like if, the if you actually enjoyed the bar of chocolate, you'd be satisfied by it and you probably wouldn't want the next one. But it's that guilt. And actually, even, <clears throat> even the McDonald's side of things, right? So I did McDonald's challenge right at McDonald's for two weeks and I lost weight doing it. And that went viral everywhere so that was on the sun and everything yeah, yeah it was crazy yeah. like to think back and that's actually even before my account blew up but um i think actually why a lot of the time mcdonald's doesn't necessarily fill you and i know obviously the nutrients not nutrient dense and like yeah, yeah yeah like it, it's gonna because people feel guilty after eating it and mm. so because they're like oh, i ruined everything i'm gonna put on a heap away here and when that guilt hits in you're likely to turn to more food to want to cope with this that, is the thing and yeah. you're not satisfied by it meanwhile if you actually go and be like you know what like McDonald's I had been good with my nutrition there for the last little while it doesn't really matter and look it's not going to make me put on a huge amount of weight that'll be grand I'll have it and you actually enjoy it you'll be satisfied by it more or less likely to have another one in a couple of weeks and I think that that's part of the McDonald's doesn't fill you side of things obviously to a certain extent it doesn't of course there's like, two sides of it yeah, yeah. but one thing for me and I you're talking to a man who who's I, like I was bad with binge eating like <laughs> back in the day like I did not grow things like, yeah. like I was kind of making myself sick every now and again like as well because okay. I used to like fill myself up right and what I used to do was I used to fill myself up to a point that I was like it was rotten like you know oh, what I, mean? yeah. like, I used to stay I actually sometimes used to go down to the shop right and it was usually when I was doing a weight cut and I'd go down to the shop I'd maybe after losing six, seven, eight pound let's say in water weight so I'd be so thirsty and I'd be more so thirst than hunger but I'd be like right I might as well just make the most of everything because it's going to come up in a minute anyway so what I used to basically do was go down fill myself up with as much food as I possibly could down maybe a couple of cans of coke and I'd obviously then oh, imagine Jesus. that like what yeah. sort of feeling you're feeling the two shopping bags uh, full of bread literally <laughs> like yeah literally like I was like it was disgust when I if I it's not cap- even something to laugh at really though yeah is it? like it's it's because there is people at the moment going through this struggling like, like but yeah. if I was um if if I was like all I'd have to do is go to the toilet and it's it's obviously vulgar like but I would used to just literally spew up like you know what I mean Jesus. and I'd be back into the way I was before I was lying down in my bed if you get me yeah. so then I'd be like I'm content I'm after getting that kind of satiety even though like it's all literally oh up, my so, god you know what I mean so but one but even when I finished racing it was still in my head so I used to nearly feel like right I'm a bit kind of fuller here now I'm a bit more bloated here fucking hell I'm fat and I'd be like. I can't I, I'm actually yeah. I feel too full like I feel, this, this is an issue like so what as I said I, I, I used to even do that even when I wasn't weight cutting so it was after racing but it was getting less pre- prevalent I suppose yeah. but the one thing that used to then st- that helped me was actually accepting that right I want to gain a bit of weight now I'm finished racing I want to get that bit stronger I want to get maybe that bit bigger but also as well it was just the overall again the relationship with food side of things that I was able to th- once I started um kind of working on it a bit let's say if I had uh takeaway had it let's say a bar of chocolate and I feel that kind of fullness I used to kind of nearly sit and be like right 
I'm not going doing what yeah. I used to do. I'm sitting here for a minute now and it passes then. You know what yeah. I mean? The more I did that, the better, better I got. By no means, I'm not. It's not a quick fix. Like it, it takes that's, time. Yeah. Exactly. But then the more you do that, the less you want that particular type of food, the less you're craving that food. Like I anymore now wouldn't be like, thinking about chocolate all the time yeah. I wouldn't be thinking about it getting a takeaway all the time which in turn is a benefit to my physical health you know what I mean yeah. and uh, that that used to be a disaster for I me I think like that's so important for people like, to hear it's so important for yeah. people to hear that coming from you as well because it makes people feel normal mm. like I know that's not a normal thing to do yeah, but people who are in that level, situation yeah. now and we're seeing you have healed your relationship with food and have made like massive changes to everybody else as well that you've coached and stuff mm. we're like you know what Evan has been through this struggle before he's made it through he's a normal person like I am he's had his struggles with food and relationship with food I can do that too that's the same yeah, thing it's... as we were talking about with the body positive being able to relate to people telling them that that's okay it's normal but let's try and make positive changes exactly. towards that's that. the difference and that's why even on this podcast if someone's listening here and has been struggling with binge eating and, and getting sick that's that just your own story there has just massively helped them out mm. like massively massively my Back when I was uh, trying to lose weight, I remember I did a diet called one meal a day. Oh, oh man. I used to have to try and pile like 1,800 calories oh into a meal. God, like and so I would get to that true. same point of where I was really, really sick. But I lost it all the way because I was going to eat like 1,800 calories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I remember I have this one picture on my on my phone and I literally look so, so gaunt in it. Like to the point where I was really, really sick at the time I didn't see it. I thought I was overweight. I thought I was fat. And that's where the body image issues came in fat. as well. From people even telling me, like people say, oh, calling people fat is going to get up and motivate them. Okay, for some people, it might get yep. them get them to get up and get motivated. Them body image issues are going to hit them when they're trying to lose weight because they're going to get to a point where they're like, always see themselves as fat. And that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Where I consistently just tried to lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Imagine I kept going. Like, it's a very hard cycle to get out of. And I understand yeah. how people get caught up in it. Only that, I remember one day, um, I was like, oh, she, I think you need to start eating a little bit more. Like, you're only eating that one meal a day and it's a bit crazy. Like, I have to think about it. And then I listened to a podcast and I was like, they were telling me how stupid it was. I was like, Jesus Christ, what's Takes going that on? Yeah. fuck it moment, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Just like, and imagine people might never get that oh fuck it moment and go even deeper into it. And like, then there's loads of stuff. So, yeah, it's just being careful as well. Like it's you have it's having the overall education. This is again where why I think the overall education around the coaching side of things is so important because then you can understand sit back and understand things, right? What's gonna happen if I increase my food by by let's say this amount? Yeah. What's gonna happen if I add in this meal? When we kind of understand overall energy balance and understand food as a whole, it can be an awful lot less daunting. Where I think people are afraid to eat a little bit more food because they think instantly they're going to they're yeah. going to gain weight. But oftentimes it's they feel like they're eating so little because they're constantly in a diet and mindset maybe Monday to Friday, but then they're wondering why they aren't losing weight. They yeah. think there's something wrong with them, but it's just their weekend is gone so out yeah. out the window because of the again the restrictions of the week. So. I think it's a big part of helping a person's physical transformation Sorry. in regards to changing their outlook on food, to be totally honest with you. Um, but I want to actually just one thing I want to kind of talk I never even, I, I don't think we even introduced <laughs> you properly around tonight. But Doesn't matter. No, yeah. So what I was kind of wanting to chat about is one thing you chatted about there a little bit was the therapy side of things. Yeah. But for you, right, back in the day, how did you get into fitness? This is usually the first question asked we went on so much. How did you get into fitness? Because you were mentioning uh, your brother a good few times and I thought that was it. Yeah, so he's he's a massive part to play and I always thank him for it. And he is always like, oh, I always cry every time you mention me in, in the things. So if he listens to this, he'll yeah. be a bit mad. But I, I remember there's one specific moment I was setting up a bedroom up in, my, up in my house and I had, I think I was 130 kilos at the time. I don't know my exact weight, but mm. I was in around there anyways. I remember stepping on scales one time being that. And uh, he came up to, and I was being bullied in school the whole time. And like, what, all I used to do is just go into my room, eat a hay ice cream. Man, I used to finish one of those full HB yeah. ice cream vanilla tubs because it made me feel better. Fact. Like, I thought it made me feel better anyways. Yeah, yeah. And then it made me feel, maybe, maybe that's why I'm lactose intolerant now. In, in the, the moment. moment. Yes, exactly. And so... I think he started to realize that. And like, I was actually even trying to start to hide like that. I was eating food because I was embarrassed about it because people were calling me fat. And so then, like, and I was even hiding the issue then as well because I was embarrassed. Worse, yeah. So my brother came into my room and he was like, look, Oshin, I think it'd be great if we started going to the gym together. I'd love, I'm training all the time. I'd love a training partner. Like, and I see that you're struggling with your weight and you're always getting bullied about and you're quite upset about it. Can I help you out in any way? And he wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, we're going to the gym tomorrow. You have to go. He was like, just guide me in that little direction. And then he was like, do you know what? You'll be afraid the first time we go in there, but we'll have the crack. So he brought his friend with me, him and his friend. And I felt cool because I was like 16 at the time. Yeah, his, yeah. His two older brother's friends, like, you know, like, yeah. like she's on one of these crew. Yeah. And so he brought me to the gym and uh, yeah, I just remember from that moment where just having that support the whole way through and I remember when I lost my first five kilos, he made a big thing about it. He was like, oh my God, Oshin, look, you lost five kilos and he brought over the five kilo a massive weight plate. massive win, like. Yeah, he brought over the five kilo weight plate and was like, hold that and we'll get a picture together. And that's then, why you always do the players. Yeah, 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 that's exactly where that came from, like. And I, it's that support that he gave me was massive. And that's how I, I kicked off my fitness journey. But I don't I don't really remember the age either because I remember my guidance counselor in school 
I was going to do architecture right up until the final year. Like I literally had it picked and that's why I was aiming for, aiming for my leaving cert. And uh, I went to Guy and I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. I haven't a clue. And uh, I told her sports science. She's like, you're mad. Like, no, like, why are you doing that for? Like, there's no money in that. And I was like, oh, do you know what? I kind of want to learn about nutrition. I want to learn how to help myself. I want to learn how to get better. And I want to help other people that are in the same position mm. I was. And so I switched last minute, switched to sports Stop. science. I ended up doing it then. Yeah. I did, the course I didn't really relate to a huge mm. amount because I obviously thought it was a little bit more focused on overall health. It's more so focused on helping athletes and stuff like that. But it definitely benefited me in, in different ways. But that's kind of how I started. Um, with that side of things, with, with the fitness side of things, and then the therapy side of things, I suppose. I started that a number of years later as yeah. well, which has definitely helped me out. I suppose you wouldn't be in the position you're in now if you hadn't a positive approach to the gym and fitness. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that actually literally changed your life. And people 100. mightn't, this, this might go over a person's head, but the fact of the matter is, that start point literally changed your life because if you were a negative start to the gym or fitness imagine or my brother came into my room and called me fat yeah get up to fuck you know yeah. what I mean like that that's would would be a big big negative like you know lock the door and don't go home yeah so go that's away. where do you know what I mean so like that could have been a complete different story whereas now you're in a, doing a podcast here yeah. you have half a million people listening to you you know what I mean it's just, yeah. it just shows what a, start a small point, change a small change yeah. can, can make to a person it's crazy you know I mean? like it's crazy because I remember actually even one thing that hit me recently I was in my bathroom having a shower I remember li- looking in the mirror in my, in my bathroom and be like I hate myself I hate the way I look I yeah, hate yeah. this I hate this and then there did I was looking in the mirror I was like look what's after happening small little changes over time and things are after exploding for you and you stay dedicated to something and put your mind to it and it's paid off in regards like I, it's just mental to think like this is why like uh, it's it's just savage like but this is why them small changes where you're not hating the process from the get go adds up and I know there's definitely people watching our content and they're like, you're just speaking common sense. But it's not common sense to a person who's been struggling with their yeah. weight all their life. People need to hear these kind of realizations and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't make a massive change. I didn't overhaul my whole diet the first time. I actually didn't change my diet. My brother brought me to the gym. That was it. He brought me in just like this, in the this environment. Actually, this is how to do bicep curls. Like, that's it. Because straight away, like, your yeah. subconscious is probably going to start eating that little bit better. Yeah. And this was where myself and Sean were having the conversation about the 10 Spectre progress podcast. We're not going to get into that. But basically, what he was saying was exercise is nothing to do with yeah. weight loss. Uh. But it's people's habits around what they do around exercise that's the yeah. thing that counts and exercise is a thing that I think is overwhelming for a lot of people as well of being it's it's not re- like exercise is a big massive word that makes it sound like oh this is and the way it's been portrayed on social media mm. has to be burpees or has to be like you have to do sprints and Pain. running and that's yeah I prefer to use the r- word movement movement in any way that mm. you enjoy you do not even have like lifting weights yes has its benefits you do not have to do it if you really really don't enjoy it and yeah. it's really something that turns you off it, don't do it yeah. do something else find mm. something else and like if you don't en- enjoy any form of exercise you haven't tried enough. Try yeah, yeah, loads. There's, there's loads. Yeah, there's something out there. Yoga, there's Pilates, there's pole dancing is a massive one that's kind of blown up recently as well, which is <laughs> a bit mad. Like, don't ask me why I've been watching nothing. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> but like, it's finding what you enjoy and, and at that movement side things like if I didn't enjoy the gym and Owen kept trying to push me in I dropped his name but it doesn't matter Owen Mulligan if he kept bringing me in uh, if he if he kept bringing me into the gym where I didn't enjoy it I probably wouldn't have kept it up Like, and it's that support that massively helped mm. me out I think and I think that that's what a lot of people are struggling with and I think again it's just one small step and I'm not massively different just because I'm here and I've lost weight and kept it off doesn't mean that I'm completely different you I'm above you it's not that it's just small changes over time just added up exactly and you got to enjoy the process and I think that's yeah. the most important part and again at the same time like it's accepting that if you want to change something does have to change and yeah. I think that's awful important to kind of drive home there's the there's the balance of empathy and then there's the kind of like practical things isn't it? but yeah. we kind of touched on that a second ago but I suppose so from there right and I was wanted to kind of chat about this because you're very very open about it I suppose in yeah. social media in regards to overall therapy side of things you would reach a point where you'd hit a little bit of a low going back a couple of mo- few months ago yeah so about six months ago um, maybe even longer um, would have been probably would have yeah yeah I think it, was it September it could have been it could have been it was before September though because I started making changes in September when I met you at IFS I'd started to make small changes well, yeah it was August so yeah 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 so actually before August I was at probably the lowest point in my life and it wasn't over anything massive it wasn't something life changing that happened to me it was just kind of like I ended up breaking up my girlfriend mm. essentially and I thought that that was the end of the world because I had say had to start from zero again is the way I seen it but mm. that's the way I was looking at it when I was there and so for me that lowest point was something that I was like I needed to get help in or like at that point I actually I actually felt like I wasn't going to make it out of it and that was the biggest thing for me mm. I was like I was really stuck but I, I'd actually done therapy before as well before okay. that I started years ago um, how I started actually was probably a good way to start <laughs> talking okay. about it and then I get into that but I started therapy 
I first, my man brought me to someone and put me in a room and it was just talking. And I'm not good at talking to people. Like, I find that difficult. I know now I'm a lot better, but before yeah. I wasn't. Like, I wasn't good at opening up my feelings. I feel like a lot of lads are similar. Like, we kind of like hitting things with hammers and stuff. Like. I thought, to be honest, when you said that going up in the car, I said, because we were kind of, we briefly kind of touched on it. I said, I said, not say too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to kind of hear more about it, I suppose, on the podcast. But I thought that you were unreal at talking openly. <laughs> but again, this just shows maybe it's an impact. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. It's just Continue. over no, it's just over time. And like I remember it's gonna it's a funny story how I started, but I started and, and I remember the therapist I went into, it wasn't it didn't suit me. And I really, really hate it and I really got upset over it because I had to run out or like I didn't want to take part in it anymore. And I felt mm. like I was stuck. So I ran home and I remember I was crying. I rang my dad, come pick me up, bring me home. Stop. Yeah, after after a therapy session. It wasn't crying in the therapy session, I was crying because I had yeah, yeah. went and I didn't want to go. And then a couple of months later, I really needed it. I started to feel really down on myself, really anxious and stuff. What age were you at that time? Oh, geez, I wasn't that long ago, maybe 20, 19, 20. Oh, stop. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah. And and so I remember going to my mom and being like, Will you book an appointment with me for someone? Right, random, I don't care who it is. Don't tell me when it is and just bring me. So I remember like one random Saturday, she was like, Oh, right, come in the car. Got in the car, we arrived outside someone's house. I was like, go in there. The reason I said that is because yeah. I was so afraid of starting because my last experience on it was sitting down in a room and, and talking to someone. But this new guy that I started going to, there was a lot more to him than just talking. And so the way he would do things, and this is going to sound crazy to everyone, is yeah. art therapy, look it up, and, and Santra therapy, where I would literally draw a picture and he would talk to me about the picture and get loads of things from it. And with Santra therapy, like, this is going to sound so childish mm-hmm. and so crazy. And, and <laughs> I'm one of these people that doesn't believe in tarot cards and all this yeah, mad yeah, stuff, yeah. but... This really, really helped me where I couldn't speak. I couldn't put my feelings into words. And I couldn't say word what had gone on in, in my life and what has led me, you know, like all the bullying and stuff. I, I couldn't talk about it. I found it really difficult. But just by putting toys into a sand tray, your man would come in and ask me questions about it. Like, what's this fella's name? And I'd name him. And then I'd, he was like, what's he doing here in the sand tray or whatever? Just creating a story, which yeah, sounds yeah. mad. And so from that, it really helped me get to the bottom of why I was feeling a certain way or like for one instance, one I'll explain is I drew a picture of my old house that we used to own before I got taken away. Mm. And, uh, I drew, I was trying to draw it as best I could, but I drew it really wobbly. And like, I didn't realize I was drawing it wobbly. It was like my subconscious brain, the way I was drawn, did. And your man pointed out, I was like, why is the house really wobbly? And it was got to do with losing the house and my childhood home and like stuff like that, that I really struggled with for ages, which I didn't even realize that I was struggling with, mm. but was definitely impacting me, making me feel upset. And yeah. once like that came to us, I was like, what the happened? And I, I was able to see it. And then like later on, obviously everyone has struggles. I think everyone has up and down points 100%. in their life. And just because someone's struggles are say less than someone else's. So like obviously me working with my girlfriend isn't the world and thing, but to me it kind of felt like that. It doesn't make... I know, it knock on effects to all the things. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't make it any less. So just before uh, IFS in August, I was down, I remember I couldn't even leave my room and I was panicking and I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, I'm stuck here. And like, I really feel like this is the end. I feel like I have to start all over again. And like, imagine I give up then. That's the crazy thing this I always think the about. Thing. Yeah, imagine I just was like, I pack, that's me done. That's mad because I had already packed in my business at that time. I stopped everything and you would actually message me on social media and reach out to me and I really, really respect that and everyone that did because there's so many people that did just mm. check in and see how I was. And so I remember at that moment, um, I rang my therapist and I was like, I'm really panicking here. I don't know what to do. Like I didn't know how I was feeling. I didn't know how to explain why I was upset or I didn't know what was going on and I just felt like it was the last thing ever. Like I thought this was the end of it all. Yeah which is mad to think where I am now after I when I didn't give up and all, all your man had to do was sit on the phone and talk me through little things and like I, it's just opened my eyes to so much and making small little changes so one thing that I believed was everything was over and like I was finished that was a story I was telling myself in my head it actually wasn't but I had myself convinced that it was I had myself convinced that I couldn't talk to people I had myself convinced that I wasn't good enough I had myself convinced that I could never do a jiu-jitsu competition which yeah. I really loved and mm-hmm. so what I started to do was like I'm going to change that around I'm going to start making changes to challenge myself and do shit that I'm afraid of or do shit that I, that I can't do I booked a flight to go to IFS by myself and I was like I'm going to go I'm just, I'm going to book it all. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to go. And like, I didn't know anyone there. I just booked a hotel. I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to talk to people because I really struggled with that. Even through school, I was never great at going talking to girls or getting loads of girls. It's not something I was ever great at, like, Mm. which is mad. But it's just challenging myself. Then I got better. And then I started realizing these are just stories I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough or the story of I can't talk to people. I was just telling myself that, but it actually wasn't true. I can, I can talk to you now. And it's because I've realized that, that it was kind of a story in my head. And actually even... I have a story I always tell to people that kind of helps me realize I always struggled to ask for money. One of the biggest mm. struggles I've ever had in my life. And it, it's probably because my family always struggled with money when we were younger. Like my mom would never have any, have any money. Dad would never have any money. And like asking for money was never there. Like if I asked for money, it would all be like, oh, we don't have any. Yeah. And like they were struggling too. So it's not, not anything in the back of that. And like my mom and dad are the two best people in my life, 100% have helped me through everything. But that struggling with money in my past affected me now. My business affected me with other stuff that I was doing. And I was owed quite a large lump sum of money off someone. And I couldn't ask for it. Like something in my head just would not allow me to ask for mm. it. And I remember I went to the therapist and I was like, I can't ask for this money. And he was like, why can't you ask for money? Like, just think about it. And I was like, 
I know because I'm afraid he'll fire me or I'm afraid that he won't pay me or he'll get angry at me and he'll do all this other things. And I was like, oh. and your man goes, ask me for money. Just sat down and he just asked me for money. And I was like, you mad? Like, why did I ask you for money? <laughs> Go away. Like, stop joking, taking the piss out of me. Like, that's how I thought he was that. Yeah. And I said, all right, can I have money? And he took a fiver out of his pocket, he handed it to me. And I was like, what's this? What? Like, why did you give me a fiver? He's like, well, did you see how many stories you told yourself of what way things can go? You don't know what way it can happen until it actually, you just ask. That's the one thing I always carry around myself. Actually, I don't know if they can see it on the camera, the fiver that yeah. I have on my phone. And he gave me that. And that's a fiver he actually gave me and I carry around with me everywhere because it's that thing of just do it. You don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know the, the, the massive story. Like you don't know what the outcome of that is. Mm. So by just going there, you'll find out. Like you can't control that either. Like I couldn't control. Imagine I asked him for money. He was like, go, I'll leave me alone. Yeah. Or imagine I asked the guy that owed me money and he was like, you're fired. I can't control that situation. And it actually helped me just go and ask for money. Actually, your man gave me the money. And so the, oh, did it, oh yeah. you went, you got the money? Yeah, so it was just, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all them stories that I told in my head. And that's the story of like not being able to go. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go to IFS. I'll make friends there. I'll yeah. figure out that problem then. And you did. Yeah, which is mad. You met yeah. yourself, Sean, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, and People that I'm talking to now all the time. And like with my jiu-jitsu competition, which is something I got massively into as well. I was told myself, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. Can't do that. I'm not good enough for that. I was like, fuck it, just book a competition. Not saying nothing. I remember talking to my coach, I was like, shit myself, I don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah. He was like, just book a closure, I pretend you never didn't do it. Showed up a competition day, ended up, um, I seen this guy on the mats and he was massive, he's a big guy. Of course, that's the guy I had to come up against. So it was the guy <laughs> looking like Hulk. Like, I was like, I should have cut like 10 more kilos <laughs> yeah, before I joined the competition. Yeah, yeah. But he's the one guy I came up against. He smashed everyone else. He won gold in the two other divisions and then he came onto my division. Hammered him. So I was like, man, I'm going to get smashed here. I didn't hammer him, but I nearly choked him out in the first 10 Stop. seconds. Yeah, I was so close. And I remember his face was bright purple. And, <laughs> and, and thinking back, I was like, man, I told my story. I told myself that story that he was so much better than me. He was going to beat me up. He was going to kill me. And then I went in there and nearly killed him. Yeah. And, do, and I, do, do, so what, what was the outcome then like? Yeah. So I, I lost that. <laughs> I, lost, I lost that one. I still lost it. I should, I, for the podcast, <laughs> no, I should no. just say I won. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I won that would have been some story. <laughs> I won the next one. Yeah. So I lost the first, first fight. I won the second one. And then the third one was like, I'm a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I lost that one as well. But it was the story that I was telling myself in the head that I couldn't win anything. And like, even back in school, like I was never picked to pee. I was, I was a fat kid in school that like, everyone always used to call fat and stuff. Never picked for pee. I told myself the story that I'm not fit enough. I'm not good enough. Nobody wants me on their team. Health and fitness isn't for me. I told myself that story, but that story wasn't true. Look at me now. I enjoy sports. I'm, I probably know more about nutrition than any of those people that were on the team before. I'm probably more athletic than a lot of those people that were on that team before as well. Like, and it's just the stories that we tell ourselves can impact the way we react to certain situations, Facts. what we do. Like it can hold you back. Imagine I let that story hold me back to the point where one, maybe I didn't make it this far from the story I was telling myself mm -hmm. that I wasn't going to make it through whatever was going on. And then the story that I told myself that I can't talk to people, I can't do anything. I wouldn't have put videos up online. I would have just ended my business. Exactly. That would have been, I would not be in the position where I am now, but I just kept pushing on. And I think it's that thing of like, do you know when you hear people, oh, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I like that. When you're in that situation, it's hard to just be like, oh, just, see, this is the problem. There's no light. It's a black tree. It's, yeah, it's, it's you a can't four see squares it. wall is what you're in. Like yeah, realistically, isn't it? Yeah, you can't see it. So it's like, Jeez, what is more helpful to tell someone or what, like the best things I did when I was in that situation and even just maybe someone here that might be struggling, I spoke to my mom and dad straight away. I spent more time with family and I was trying to speak to them about what was going on. And even if I didn't understand what was going on, it didn't matter. I know what, with your parents, it can be more like to try fix the problem. I think that's like things Sometimes like, Sometimes not yeah, the yeah. best. Because they try fix it. And like, if, if I had a son or daughter, I always try fix their problems too. But that doesn't, because like you could do something bad and they'd be like, oh sure, that's great. You'll be all right. Yeah, but it's, you know, you, you know well, like yeah, you're like, oh, I fucked up there. Like, I don't really, like, I, I don't feel good about it. But if you go to someone outside of that and speak to them, they'll give you their point of view. Like, do you know what? It's probably not the best thing that you did, but that's you're normal. Good. People yeah. are people are people make mistakes. People do things that they probably shouldn't. Like yeah, and then you can kind of ha get some practical things to kind of go and improve that. Yeah, thing, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Meanwhile, I think your parents just try fix everything for you. So that's difficult yeah. to speak to parents or speaking to even your loved ones, like your your husband or your wife, and speaking to them. Like that can be quite difficult. So getting to speak to someone outside. And what I would say with with therapy as well, because it turns a lot of lads off, is they go to one person, and it's not the greatest thing. That's I thing. went to one person. I didn't enjoy it. I actually had to tell my mom to book someone else. But I think it's therapy is like coaches. So there's a coach for everyone. There might people that hand out meal plans and hand out nutrition programs might be a good coach for some person. Hundred percent, and yeah. there will be. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. they'll be a good coach for some people, and some, the same person might come to me and not like me. And I'm like, Fact. okay, that's normal. You just don't like me. 
there's other coaches out there. And I always say that to all the time, like, I might not be the coach for you, but there's other coaches out there. Don't say that all coaches are necessarily bad or right. Like, you'll find someone that relates with you a little bit better, your story a little bit better. Same with therapists. Like, find someone that works. For me, I can't speak about things really great. Well, I used to not be able to, and now I can, I'm much better at it. And it's actually funny because I haven't drawn a picture or used the Santra in ages. Like, yeah, going yeah, in and yeah. talk to him. Like, yeah. he's like, can we go back to doing what we used to do? <laughs> <laughs> Which is mad because his job's probably easier. Just sits there and watch me watch you draw. Oh, sorry, shit, sorry. sorry. <laughs> sits there watching me draw pictures. Like, <laughs> so his job's done. So he's like, will you go back? But it's that of finding something that works for you. And like therapy might not work for some people either. Like some people find different outlets and stuff. But I think speaking to something, speaking to someone, having someone you can speak to is massive. And someone that's not going to fix your problems, but can be like, do you know what? You're normal. We're all humans. We're all apes. We all make mistakes. We all do things. We all have bad times. We all have good times. So it doesn't make your bad time any worse or any better or doesn't make you feel like you can't feel bad for mm. that. But just, yeah. And I think it's like, that's, that's, that's some story. And like, there's going to be people yeah. that are going to relate to that as well, because there are so many people that stop themselves from doing what they actually want to do. You know what I mean? And I think it's detrimental to, to, to a person's maybe progress yeah. as well. You know what I mean? Because like, it's all about, but again, it's the, 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 like starting the gym. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's a story it's, people tell themselves that everyone's judging them. Everyone's going to be judging them. Oftentimes no one, get, no one, get, no you're cares. going in, you're going to the gym, right? And you're going into probably the most, um, what's the word? People are so self-conscious. So self-con- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like people are just all they care about. They're, they're self, like a lot of people are selfish. Yeah. They're, that's why they're there. Wanting prove themselves maybe not not even selfish is the word but people get what I mean yeah but like it's about telling yourself that story what if what if that happens what if this happens you're never going to know you're never going to know if you don't go ahead and go and do it you know what I mean and I think that's the thing of maybe fear and failure to an extent as yeah. well and by no means am I saying like that again I'm we're just talking about personal experience as well like you know what I mean it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I know, I, we're not, I'm not a therapist like I don't yeah. know the answer I Jeez, I'm 24 years old. Of course, I'd be mad if I thought I knew, knew the answer. I don't, and I'm okay with admitting that as well. Like, 100. Just my story so far. That's what I've learned. Exactly. And everybody has different stories, and everyone learns different things. But yeah, and I, and that thing with the gym, it's so funny because I often have clients come to me. It's like, oh, you know, the lads wearing tank tops are so intimidating, and like they're all flexing them. They're looking at themselves. Yeah, like, they're looking at them, their biceps. Like, how big their, their biceps? Own choice, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Away. It's like they, they're actually better to be in the gym because they're so focused on that. They look like they don't care that you're there. They're exactly. like, how how is my bicep one inch smaller than it was last week? Like that's what they care about. And you're going to have the the minority who are just absolute dickheads, yeah. and that's in every walk of life. life and there's yeah. no, you know what I mean? So you, you have that's where you have to kind of like just get on with it like yeah. you know what I mean to an extent but yeah it, 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 it was kind of the same with me to an extent in regards to if I didn't push on and go into the likes of personal training and go out on my own and pump let's say money into it I wouldn't be doing this here now you, you know what I mean yeah. I hadn't a bull's notion whether I was going to get one client or 21 clients the first ever day like I let, let, like kind of revamped the gym and all that sort yeah. of crack when I was doing in person thing in person coaching in person one to one and if I stopped myself from doing that I, I, nothing would have nothing yeah. would have happened you know what I mean so again what I was telling myself was um, fear of again, the unknown as well I think exactly the unknown I was like what if what if this happens what if that happens but that's just You're something if know. you if you do commit to something and it's all well and go and say commit and just be consistent but like it's about then having a plan in place like to go and kind of push through that you know what I mean yeah. there's um, people but, think you have to know what you want to do as well and even for people our age like I often hear my friends being like oh I'm, uh, you're so far ahead of me because you know what you want to do. I still don't know what I want to do. Mm. I, when I started this, I don't know. I didn't know what I want to do. I was just like, I'm falling into this now. I'm going to try this for a little while, see what works here. I'm going to keep pushing on. I don't know what it is I'm going to end up doing. I don't know what direction I'm going to go in. I have a kind of a certain plan in place that I want exactly. to work towards, but I'm not 100% set on that. that Same. I'm just like, oh, this is happening right now. I'm sitting keep down here with Evan. Like, like, yeah, just keep going with what I'm at and, and something will work out. It'll all work out at the end. Like, if you feel like you can't start something because you're not 100% sure, you don't know that, like, and even that thing of like Tony said, of throwing up the coin in the air and and mm-hmm. yeah, the making analogy. a decision then like I think that that's good. Like before the coin comes back, just, down just explain that there because people will be like, "Who oh, the hell is yeah. Tony?" <laughs> Tony McAlevey, I listened to his podcast. I think he's he's brilliant with the mindset side of things and like and the business side of things. And even his coach, he's, he's a brilliant coach as well. Having the coin, so you have a coin and you flick it up in the air. Um, to make a decision. So like whether it lands in hands, heads and tails, you're going to make a certain decision. But before it lands, make your decision. So when the coin's in the air, you'll know exactly what you kind of want to do and what, what, what you want to throw yourself towards without considering other people's, other people's feelings thoughts. and other people's thoughts on it, I think. That's, I suppose, where that comes into play is just to try and stop the overthinking and ne- nearly listen to your gut to an extent if I'm, if I'm understanding yeah. it properly. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. And obviously there's times and place for them sort of things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> Can't but, be flipping a coin all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spend, spend 500 grand on a Lamborghini. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But there, there's, you have to take everything with the pinches all, but like that type of thing could be so beneficial to, to a person yeah. with who, who, who may be struggling with like overthinking that little bit and stuff because yeah. I think we all overthink so much and 
again, I think the biggest thing is like fearing other people's opinions. And I think that's the most yeah. detrimental thing ever because like the reality of it is like no one cares. And like we're yeah. doing things that maybe people are would laugh a like. little bit out there. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I talked myself in videos. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, whereas if I was, when let's say when I was back racing, if someone told me I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, making Instagram videos, sometimes putting, uh, maybe trying to put in a bit of humor. And there's definitely some people are like, this that isn't even funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely people to say that. Like, so I would back then I'd be like, that this that like there's no way that yeah, I'm yeah. going to be doing that when I when I go when I push on because I'm gonna be thinking, what are all the lads thinking? What are all them thinking? But no one fucking thinks that. Yeah. And if they do, they just go on away. Like, I think I found I mean? that part easier with the lads because I was actually never involved in like GA clubs or yeah, yeah. you know when the laddie lads would probably take the piss over. And I think I would have found that very hard, but I actually always kind of had a small circle of friends and I was never the project gotcha, kids. So yeah. like <laughs> they were all doing weird stuff too so it was easier for me to to mm. go out and make videos and stuff but one thing with that actually that I use the analogy not analogy but the one thing I think of with hate and stuff because I've gotten a lot of it recently with the video I put out about you shouldn't call people fat and mm. other videos that I put up as people well people taking things out of perspective yeah exactly uh, I got a lot of hate and even before that like I got a lot of hate and back when I was struggling as well I got a lot of hate because I actually put up a video talking about my mental health and I had some girl come on and text me and say that your video was edited and that you were faking the whole thing which kind of, yeah, yeah. And that didn't help either. Like mm. so someone, when I was struggling, came on and told me I was faking about struggling to try and get views online. Yeah, I put up the video to try and tell lads it's okay to be upset and that it's okay to not even know why you're upset sometimes mm. and, and not know what's going on. But what I look at is <clears throat> I thought of the most kind-hearted famous person on the planet, right? And I was like, who is that kind-hearted famous? I, I picked Dermot Kennedy. Oh, he, I've never met him, but I was like, oh, he sings he songs that... Like that an yeah, angel, like, yeah. <laughs> All the women love him. So I was like, I'll go on his Instagram there and click in the comments. Man was getting slayed. People Stop. were like, I hate your music. It was like, oh, you're so full of yourself or you're so full of shit and you're all this. And I'm like, if he's getting hit and people think he's a dickhead, people are definitely going to think I'm a dickhead. So like, what can I do? Like, it's everyone has their own opinions about everyone. I think Dermot Kennedy is sound. Uh, he's, I never met him. I was like, oh, he's all right. He's innocent enough. People probably think, some people think that about me. Some people don't think that about 100%, me. 100%, like, you can't, no, you can't try and please everyone. No, if you do, you're going absolutely nowhere. nowhere That's like, the yeah. fact of the matter. Like, I actually, I'm just thinking there like as well with hate, I would be a man that wouldn't, I, like, it all depends on the type of hate that I'm getting. If I felt like... Do you reply to it? No, I just don't. But sometimes, oh, if something... I do, if, if it was about... To be honest here, yeah, because there's so much time wasted, so I'm like, I could be doing a different thing or whatever the odd time. But sometimes, if someone says something really stupid and thinks that they're really smart, I I, I, I just put them back in their box. Like, <laughs> because it's so annoying. Like, you know what I mean? I it's so annoying because they're, they're so adamant on this and they're spreading their just misinformation. stupid misinformation. But then I think, right, if I got Jesus to go and tell this person that they're that they're wrong they'll still they're, there's some people 100%. that will never ever change their mind and that's a fact and but, they'll try to change everyone else's as well like which yeah, is crazy that's the thing but I'm just I, I, I had a what was I was on um Basically, with my community, I do I use Messenger for people to message me privately whenever they need that, as well. But I was just um I was going into like messages requests because yeah. let's say if a person hadn't messaged me, I'd go into a message request. But I still, <laughs> I have still some stuff here. So <laughs> when I uh, obviously I was I talked about this a good few times, but when I was racing, like I ran out in the track and I nearly got ran over basically, um because I was sweating and I was just go go going for a jog, but I was gone kind of blank and there was a race on at the time. Like I talked about this loads of times, so I won't waffle on about it, like yeah. but basically um. I was on telly and that, so like the, the, I just went into my messages the other day and I saw these. Um, you're famous worldwide, young man, for being an absolute douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> then another person says, um, the stupidest person in Ireland just goes to show how retarded stable boys are right now. <laughs> Some people are so harsh, <laughs> oh, man. They're brutal, like, do you know what I mean? But that time, right, I, I was obviously like, I, I was the hate. I was like, yeah. okay, right, I, I, I deserve to get a bit of hate here realistically. So that was, I was kind of, I was taking that to heart. But then like things, if I know that I shouldn't deserve hate and I'd be sound like, you know what I mean? So if, if it's to do with like calories or nutrition, like when I know yeah. I'm right in what I'm saying, like I just take it. Because I'm new to it as well. I think I, I struggle. I, like, I still have a lot to learn yeah. I reply to every I try to reply to every comment underneath my yeah. there's one because I know if people are messaging me like when I would have messaged people for help back in the past and I didn't receive message back from them, I was like, oh, he's a bit of a yeah. but now I understand it because I've like oh man over 150 message requests a day from people I'm like it's so hard to get through mm. them so I try to do 50 a day and just go through maybe the oldest ones or go through a couple of just random ones but I reply to every hate comment I think it's something I struggle with because I was bullied so much in my past so I hate when someone attacks me in a certain way or attacks a group of people in a certain way. And, and that's why I made the video on calling people fat as well mm. because I love standing up for people. The same way as my brother would have stood up for me when I was younger. Same way as anybody stands up for me and throughout, I say, 
tougher years in school and stuff, anyone who set up for me. So I feel like I owe that favor back to people. So I always reply to it, but it does take energy. Yeah, and so yeah. like, even There's, I subconsciously, I don't even realize how much energy I'm giving to these people. And I could be giving these hate comments more energy than the people I'm actually helping. Yeah. So it's definitely something I need to work on and something I think people don't realize when you grow a following that you're going to get a lot of oh, backlash you will, like, like that. You're, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's reality. And like, there comes, there's only so much energy you can give to everyone as well. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's only so much. It's tough. Like, and I it's like, like it's one person for, 500, one person for yeah. 150,000. There like. comes a time where you, it just becomes impossible because yeah. you just burn yourself out, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why like posting everyday podcasts, you know what I mean? We're get, like giving it's a lot tough. of information to people as well. So I'm I'm happy about that as well and try to reply to as many messages that you possibly can. But again, it's it's one human, whereas like a lot of people will have other people work for them replying to messages and stuff and that, you know what I mean? So whereas like we're on our yeah. own basically. Um, Do you ever, I, always, I always hear on podcasts and stuff, there's actually a question I want to ask you as well <clears throat> is like, oh, what pushed you to work harder? And I don't think everyone, anyone works harder. I think you just dedicate yourself towards a certain mm-hmm. thing. I think everyone kind of, Everyone works hard in life. Otherwise, like you'd be going nowhere. And most people do anyways. Yeah. Like my thing for you would be like, what pushed you on to work as hard as you do towards what you're doing? For me, I'd say back in, I'd say maybe it was from the early days, maybe from racing and stuff. So like, I so I suppose when you're a jockey, you're kind of nearly working for yourself to an extent, even though you're saying you have a oh, boss, okay. or whatever. So, but the money you make in regards to being successful is like it's it's all down to you and in regards to like winning race it's all down to you and the grind you're putting in you know what I mean so yeah. that probably came from there but then when I went into a job I hated let's say when I was working in a factory I was like I, I, I don't want to do this some people will love that like whereas I just I didn't like that like you know what I mean yeah. so I was like I want to do something else like I want to kind of I, I'd like to work for myself and actually do something I like doing yeah. So if that means working way more hours than it than than let's say I would if I was in my nine to five, happy days, I'm an awful happier. Like I'm like I'm constantly working like all the time. Like and it's something I definitely need to work on a small bit. I was just saying to Sean, like that, like going to Australia will help maybe because there's more things to kind of do. Yeah, there yeah. might be more things to do and stuff. Again, mightn't like it, whatever, but I just feel like there might be more things to do and it's going to be a bit of a change. So I think my productivity will even be better when I move away because I'm going to be having more like strict. I I, I definitely need to work and have more kind of stricter work blocks and extent. And I think that overall productivity will even get better and better. But to kind of answer your question, I think, yeah, I probably came from from racing from let's say a very young age because you're having to be an adult very very young you know what I mean yeah um, and it's just that I now I just love what I'm doing so I'm like right what's the alternative here like things need to stay progressing so it's just, just so it's that it's work. that struggle that almost pushed you towards your strength now which is mad like, yeah, yeah it's the same with everything it's like when you're struggling that's actually just the point to point you in the right direction the point to learn from and it's the same with me all, every time I've struggled it's kind of pushed me in the right direction like I would have worked a job through college where like your man would ring me in the mid- midway through a college lecture he's like come here to work and mm-hmm. I'd work like 30 hours a week during, during college and I was like oh my god this is burning me out so much and like I wasn't enjoying it and some people as you said love that side of things but it's to see as well relating back to the therapy side of things and just everything in life like where you're struggling is trying to teach you something or a mistake you made is trying to teach you something to learn from it and, and to push on past it and can help you point you in the right direction for you it was like okay learning with the jockey and like okay this maybe isn't for me and yeah. maybe a certain extent and, and even the thing there where you're talking about where you fell off the, that even though it was such a big massive part where you're getting loads of hate from mm. falling off the horse or no whatever. you see I wasn't even on the freaking horse <laughs> I deserved every bit of hate I got like there okay. was a race on and went through, run, running the track so I like, bet you never ran the track again no. <laughs> there you go so you, you, learn you learn from, from it. it yeah exactly and even like there was lessons in that to do you know what hate is quite normal now and I think yeah, even yeah. now you're like do you know what? I actually got hate for that now that's a stupider thing that I did and I got hate for yeah, that so yeah. now the hate you get is nothing so there's learning from all of those sort of things where if you mess up or you do something wrong or you don't really know what you're at that the mistakes and struggles that you're maybe in now will, will teach you and, and push forward the thing is just keep going with Fact. it like, which is which is mad to think about like even for myself I always think like the biggest struggles in my life and I know it's the most cliche thing to say like have led me to where I am now or have led me in the right direction I've yeah. always felt like on top of the world after after getting through it and stuff 100% 100% I, I agree big time but no like I think a lot of people hopefully find that beneficial like we actually <laughs> I don't even know what we even talked we talk, covered so much different <laughs> things there didn't I'd we say kind of so suppose, yeah but, um, what, for you like what's the what's the plan like what's the story where's what's the crack yeah I don't know so <clears throat> there are obviously my coaching side of things is, is definitely something I'm working on and, and with my one-to-one coaching full I want to try and impact as many people as I possibly can. So recently, I've been obviously looking to start up group coaching. I want to take a different direction maybe to what you and Sean have set up with your mm-hmm. communities. And I think they're absolutely brilliant. But again, I don't want to just 
copy paste yeah because yeah. again everyone it's it not even yourself it, like, exactly yeah. and yours is so different to, to sean's and your your thing i want to be different to also there's there's the tree then like completely different and i think it's trying to find out i actually don't know at the moment like i'm just i'm, I'm just sure kind of winging it, it is, that's yeah. kind of what happens sure i like literally it was the same like when i started the group coach and i was like what what's the first thing i do here now like yeah. you know what i mean uh, but it just things come together, come together if, you some, if you work at it and you have, if you have a plan in place and you again you're like it's about learning from other people's mistakes as well, which is a massive help. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's where I learned learn from Sean's mistakes. You're maybe learning learn from, from our you mistakes. As well. You know what I mean? It's, it's that's just the way it is. Yeah, it? I've learned so much from from you guys. And like, I, Sean has taught me so much regarding social media, business, and even the mental side of things. Like, actually, one thing he said to me in the kitchen the last day, we were in the kitchen and I said something about uh, writing a book or something. I was like, I'd love to do that, but who would write a book with me? Like, what was it? Sorry. And he was like, that's a limiting belief. And it just hit me. I was just like, Sean's very straight, 20, isn't yeah, he? Like, yeah. like, he's 22 years old and he's sat in his kitchen here telling me, in my kitchen telling me, that's a limited belief. And I'm like, why haven't I not seen that before? And I, like, even I'd be on to him and be like, look, I don't, so I actually don't feel like this is real. Or he's like, like that's you literally just telling yourself you're not good enough. And for you, like back when you'd messaged me about the, the when I was struggling with mental health, checking in on me, making sure I was okay, like all of that stuff, you've done so much for me. I actually don't even think some of you realize that. Like, and obviously to a certain extent, Hard, some of the hard work has has come from my behalf with regards to the social media side of things and everything and putting videos up every day but the support there massively helps and that's kind of even with my coaching, coaching support is something that I put out there and support around the people that you have around you and, and like some people obviously don't have the support with their family and it's about finding that support outside of there maybe that's going to a gym and finding friends in there or going mm. somewhere like I think support is such a massive aspect of life without support I would not be sat here right now not Fact. at all so many people wouldn't you probably wouldn't not at all like, true true everything in life like, support like yeah which is mad like and just, I think the world's a bit crazy. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. We get deep, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Got fairly deep there, didn't we? But um, no, Oshin, thanks a million for coming on. I actually actually really enjoyed that, to be Me honest. Too. And where can everyone find you? So, Mulligan. You're for <laughs> Mulligan's Fitness on Instagram or TikTok or that. Probably most active on, uh, on, on Instagram, yeah. Thanks a million, Oshin. No Bang bother on. at all, sound. Love you heard it. <laughs>